Can you solve this riddle? What does everyone have but very few people know that they have it? I will give you the answer on today's episode of Kingdom Currents. What is it that everyone has but few know that they have it or what type they have? Well, the simple answer to this riddle is simply a worldview. Now, over the years, uh, people have used different terms to identify what today is referred to as a worldview. When I started teaching and studying people's belief systems, I can remember people referring to one's quote-unquote philosophy of life. I was told and I read that everyone has a philosophy of life that sort of drives how they live their lives. There were two Australian Christian educators named Lambert and Mitchell, and they wrote a book entitled uh, Reclaiming the Future. And in there, they talked about a shared vision of life. And they took this shared vision of life and related it to education by writing this. Every kind of teaching and learning is based upon and oriented by a shared vision of life. I can remember back in the early 90s reading Patrick Morley's book, The Rest of Your Life. He too referred to one's belief system, but he referred to it as a base or a life view. Uh, Morley put it this way, everyone operates from a base or life view. Some carefully chisel out their life view. Others merely assume the default values of the cultural majority. Now, each of these terms are referring to the same concept, whether we're talking about one's philosophy of life or one's vision of life, a life view or worldview, we're all referring to the same concept. We're talking about an underlying belief system that causes us to interpret life and, and live our lives in a certain way. Everyone has a set of beliefs and values that determine how one looks at life and makes sense out of it. Now, in my book, Kingdom Education, I I defined a worldview as a person's set of beliefs and values that determine all of his or her actions and attitudes in every aspect of life. Dr. George Barna, he currently heads up the research at the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. He makes this statement about one's worldview. He says, everyone has a worldview. It's the filter we use to make sense out of and respond to the world in ways that represent what we believe to be true, good, appropriate, and worthwhile. I can remember reviewing a high school worldview book, a textbook. It was put out by Bob Jones Press. It's simply titled Biblical Worldview. They take the term worldview and describe it in a very unique way. A worldview, they say, is number one, a set of basic beliefs, assumptions, and values. And number two, this, these basic beliefs, assumptions, and values arise from a big story or a narrative about the world and produces individual and group action, which results in human culture. In other words, human culture is a result of the prevailing worldview that a society or a group of people or an individual holds. 
the, the prevailing worldview of a society ends up shaping the culture of the society. The same can be said about the prevailing worldview of a church or a home, a school, and you can even apply that to an individual teacher's classroom or a coach and his team. What, whatever the teacher's worldview or the coach's worldview, that will determine the culture that will be in that teacher's classroom or the culture that, that will be shown and, and lived out in a coach's team. Now, even though every single person interprets life from his or her worldview, very few actually know that they have a worldview. When talking with Christians, the vast majority of them actually believe that they have a biblical worldview. However, over the past several years, uh, the Cultural Research Center there at Arizona Christian University has conducted some major studies on the worldviews of American adults. Being led by Dr. George Barna, the center has identified what I would refer to as a gap between those Christians who think they have a biblical worldview and those that actually have one. Here are the results from a 2020 study. They found that at that time, there were 256 million adults in the U.S. Out of that 256 million adults, 179 million identified themselves as Christians. That is an amazingly high uh, percentage when you consider uh, that not that many people are living out a, a, a Christian lifestyle. However, when they narrowed it down, they found that only 90 million were actually what you would refer to as churched individuals. Of those 90 million, 79 million believed that they had a biblical worldview. And, and when they, their worldview was actually studied and critiqued, it turned out that the reality was that only 18 million out of that 79 million actually possessed a worldview. Why is it that people don't know that they have a worldview that drives their actions and attitudes? Furthermore, why do so many Christians believe that they have a biblical worldview when in reality only a very small percentage of Christians have one? I want to attempt to explain and, and this dilemma, and, and I'm going to use an analogy that I believe will maybe help you understand what a worldview is. Uh, by comparing a worldview uh, to my contact lenses. Uh, you guessed it, I wear contact lenses. If I were to put one of my contact lenses on my fingertip, I can study a lot about that lens. I, I can learn a lot about it also. I can describe the lens shape. I can also find out uh, what kind of material the lens is made of. There are actually instruments that can examine the lens and tell me the prescription strength of each lens. See, I can learn a lot about the lens through various studies and analysis. However, knowing a lot about my contact lenses doesn't impact my vision in any way. See, before I got contact lenses, I thought the world was exactly what I was seeing with my two eyes. I thought my view of everything was accurate, even though my eyes had faulty vision. My view of the world didn't change until I actually put the contact lenses on my eyes. When I did this, every aspect of my life was affected. 
these lenses allowed me to see things as they truly were. I then realized how faulty my vision was before. At the same time, there's something that I realized once I put the contact lenses on my eyes. I no longer could see my contacts. I I could no longer notice the shape of the lens. And this is because when my contacts are on my eyes, I no longer look at them. I only look through them. There's one final thing about my contacts I want to share with you. When I leave them in over time, uh, protein deposits or dirt builds up on the lenses. These deposits actually end up affecting my vision, but they too are invisible. I I don't see the protein deposits as they're being built up on my lens. I don't realize my contacts are getting dirty, and my vision isn't clear. But what happens if I take my contacts out, clean them, or put new ones in? Then I realize, boy, my old ones, or the ones that weren't clean, were really faulty and distorted my vision. Many of these same things are true about a worldview. We can study them and learn what makes up each worldview. We can come up with a definition of a worldview in general and specific worldview in particular. We can know all the components of the different worldviews that one can hold, and we can do a comparison of various truth claims that each worldview uh, holds to. I find that Christians end up doing this with a biblical worldview. They can define it. They can know many of its components. They can know a lot about it. But just being able to define and describe a biblical worldview and contrasting it with other worldviews does not have any impact on how one interprets his or her life. Because I was a Christian involved in Christian ministry, I, I thought I had an accurate view of life, and therefore my world view must have been a biblical one. However, once I got serious about this and I I started developing a biblical worldview, it impacted how I looked at all of life. There was not one area of my life that wasn't affected by the biblical worldview lens that I was developing. And even as I develop a biblical worldview, I've got to understand I'm constantly being bombarded by false ideologies. And those ideologies can cause my worldview to become tainted, much like protein deposits build up on my contact lenses. The bombarding of false ideologies from the world, from the media, will end up tainting my biblical worldview lens. This is why Paul in Romans 12 and 2 Corinthians 10 tells us that we must be constantly renewing our minds by pulling down all the ideas that go against God and bringing every thought about all of life captive to Christ. Now, we've got to remember, when you're talking about bringing thoughts captive to Christ, Christ stated in John 14, 6, that he was the truth. So this could be interpreted, we've got to bring every thought captive to truth. Now, where do we find truth? Well, again, if we go to John 1, 1, it talks about in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and the reality is the Word is referring to Jesus Christ. So when we want truth, we've got to go to the Word. We go to God's Word. We go to the Bible, and we can bring all 
uh, thoughts captive to Christ. So, so let me summarize some key characteristics of your worldview, of my worldview. Now, keep in mind that you and I have a worldview, just like everybody else. However, most of us don't know what worldview they actually have, and this is because of several things. Number one, our worldview is invisible. We don't see it. Uh, We're not conscious that we have it. One's worldview is a lens that you look through and with and not at. One's worldview is not chosen. You don't wake up and say, oh, I'm going to have this worldview or I'm going to have this worldview. It's something that sort of is is absorbed into our way of thinking through our education and, and all the influences that impact our minds. Another thing about everyone's worldview, it's very personal. You, Your worldview is unique to you. And guess what? You basically think because of your worldview that you're not even aware of that how you're looking at things is the actual way to look at things. That, that, it's, that it's not anti-biblical. You just think this is the way life is. And that's why this last concept is so important. One's worldview is resistant to change from outside influence. This is because we think we see the world accurately through our worldview, whether or not it's a biblical one. What we've got to understand is there's a worldview crisis in the church today. This is because the home church, and Christian schools have all failed to intentionally teach our children and youth about worldview, and we have not helped them develop a biblical one. The result is that most of us have developed our worldview by default rather than by intentional design. We must understand how important it is that future generations develop a biblical worldview. This isn't something that's going to happen overnight. And it's going to be almost impossible if if our children and youth are involved in secular education where they're constantly being bombarded by false ideologies and, and, and secular worldviews and evolutionary worldviews, atheistic concepts. Barna actually points out that it will take years of holistic teaching integration of thought and behavior, and support of biblically aligned choices before someone is likely to develop a biblical worldview. And and I hope that you will stay tuned to future uh, episodes of Kingdom Currents. By now, I hope you've subscribed to this uh, podcast because I'm going to be addressing more of how we can develop a biblical worldview in future episodes. So I want to thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents. And I want to ask you once again to share this podcast with others so that we can accomplish sort of the mission of Kingdom Education Ministries. And that is to restore individuals, empower parents, engage churches, and transform schools through Kingdom Education. So until next time, I pray that you will have a blessed day and that you will think intentionally and seriously about what worldview you have, and let's make sure it's a biblical one. Hi, 
Hi, I'm Holly Barnes, and I work at Northwest Christian School as the Director of Marketing. I want to tell you about Frameworks. Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, or homeschool. Frameworks has developed these courses using subject matter experts and curriculum from Summit Ministries, Young Life, Likewise Worship, and many others. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com. <laughs>